I love Note 35. Every paycheck a fortune. Every meal a banquet. Waking up to Note 35 is like waking up to a day on the farm. I love Note 35. What is that from? That was a rendition, tailored, of course, from Aliens, 1986. Oh, Aliens. I remember you showed me the scene where the alien comes out of the stomach. Yes. You know? Oh, did I? Were you you a virgin xenomorph before that? But you only showed me that scene. Otherwise, I've never seen the movie. Blasphemous! <laughs> I know. Isn't that terrible? Well, think about it. It came out in 86. So I was five. And when am I going to see it after that under my parents' supervision? Have you seen Rocky? Blasphemous! Yes, I've seen Rocky. Somebody recently told me they didn't see Rocky. And, of course, my natural response was, Blasphemous! And at that point, I'm just screaming at some poor person that's like, well, I've never seen it. Blasphemous! Anytime someone says they haven't seen a movie or a show now, I yell, Blasphemous! And, and it doesn't they... even matter how like important it is. It's like, yeah, I never yeah. saw episode four of uh, Doug from Nickelodeon's. Yeah. Blasphemous! You know, I never finished the uh, the Roseanne series. Uh, I, I kind of faded away when they won the lottery. Blasphemous! Hey, before we begin the show, I wanted to give a shout out to a young lass on our Facebook page who said her favorite part of the show were the uh, labyrinth voices. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she wants me to mention her name in the air. I'm going to leave that up to you. Maybe a first name. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, if you go to our Facebook, you know, you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be Jessica Jones' private eye to figure out who it was. You can just go to our page and see the posting. What is your favorite element of the podcast? And Lauren, Lauren, I just didn't have La- it up. I didn't know the Lauren name. Lauren said, "Labyrinth's voices get me every time." Really, though, love listening to anything but politics. It's oversaturated right now. Nice to get a break from it all, which I could not agree more. I was sick of the saturation, and I wanted to thank Lauren by doing a proper labyrinth voice just for her. You see, when we post intriguing, thought-provocative questions on the social media realm in order to garnish feedback from listenership, we reward you by giving the audience precisely what they get! You have 30 seconds to get to the labyrinth or the child turns to stone. <laughs> it sounds more like Paul Bear. I killed your brother when I talked. <laughs> tunes. I hate tunes. Um, I sound like more like Paul Bear, the manager of The Undertaker, every time. Oh, hey, do you... Undertaker doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, no. Paul Bear. I didn't understand what that reference meant for a while. I didn't know that a Paul Bearer was a I, funeral guy because I didn't, you know, I wasn't going to funerals a lot at 11 years old. And I thought, wow, his name's Paul Bear. Like uh, Bear Arms or something. 
Yeah, I didn't get it. I was like, The Undertaker and Paul Bearer. I was like, well, that's just a, such a plain name. It's not even like, you know, Mr. Fuji or, right. you know, some kind of you know, slick. It's just Paul Bearer. And then Ooh. when Undertaker started getting really big, I was, I guess, telling my dad about him. And I'm like, he's got this urn and his manager is this fat, pale guy named Paul Bearer. And my dad's like, Paul Bearer is his name. I'm like, yeah, he's <laughs> Those are the guys that carry the caskets. They're pallbearers. I was like, ah, genius, Vince McMahon. It all makes sense. Shady is being a loudmouth tonight. I don't get it. Both of these animals slept all day, and now they're up, you know, bouncing around the house. Speaking of wrestling, did you see that post that Bret Hart put out? Yeah. Sad, man. I almost sent that to you, but I was like, "Mm, this is too sad. You know what? I was going to do the same thing, and I just thought of that now. I just saw it about 10 minutes ago, and I thought, I'm going to send this to John. I thought, nah, it's too sad. Yeah, it's too much of a downer. We're, uh, we're trying to do an easy listening show tonight. Uh, just fun. Sexual. And fun. Well, now, you and, I, you and I both moved from Philadelphia. Well, from the suburbs. Well, I'm Phil- still there. I just tell people I'm in L.A. I'm actually living in a basement in Quakertown. <laughs> it's all a trick. <laughs> It's all uh, trick photography with your videos and the palm trees in the background. It's really Doylestown, but you bought a cardboard cutout with the Hollywood sign, the fake background. And it never moves. It's always like 5 o'clock p.m. sunny, and that car is always parked in front of it. Like, yeah, no, it's real. I'm in L.A. That's the cover of To Live and Die in L.A. from 1988. No, 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 no. It's live. It's great. It's the place. Stupid. What a great song. 35 yes. things no one tells you about leaving Philadelphia. Ooh. It's a, a fun list that we're going to get to. This tonight. is 25 or 35? What did I say? Oh, I didn't hear. 35. Okay, cool. I had to double check. This is to prove if you're, uh, that you miss about leaving Philadelphia? It's like, yeah, no one told you that you were going to... 35 things no one tells you about leaving Philadelphia. That's it. Okay. And they'll make sense as I go. No one, you, you'll need a calendar to know when the first day of spring is. Uh, oh, yeah, and good luck finding someone who knows what water ice is. True. Just get used to everyone having an eagle's joke. <laughs> that is kiss, true. Kiss your butterscotch crimpets goodbye. No. Oh. No. So you get what's going on here? I get what's going on, and I love the... Uh... Real quick, the Eagles joke, because uh, it's always the same one. Who are you a yeah. fan of? I like the Eagles. Didn't they throw snowballs and boo Santa Claus? Yeah, they did in 1968. Let's move yeah. on from it. We won a championship since then. We can, we can, uh, we're okay. And, uh, yeah, right. And uh, it wasn't even the right Santa. It was some skinny, drunk guy. And the fans were mad. Wouldn't you have thrown snowballs? Curious. Here's to the Phil. There's the the meme under it is DiCaprio from uh, what's the movie he just did that uh, not Revenant, but he's like the rich guy. Django Unchained. No, he's rich. He's rich. Gatsby. He's like got a tux. Great Gatsby. Gatsby. Yeah. He's holding out the champagne glass, you know, like this, yeah. and it says, "Here's to the Philadelphia Eagles. Stay ringless." Oh. <laughs> Good old DiCap. DiCapi. Well played. Uh, brace yourself for the impending Wawa withdrawal. Did you go through this? Were you big Wawa fan? Huge. Love it. Oh, Every know. time I go back, it's like uh, Liberty Bell and Wawa. I've got to see those two things. No, you... 
I've seen the Liberty Bell, I think, twice. Once on a f- school trip and the other time just, like, by accident, by chance. Yeah, same oh, here. Yeah. You can only see it twice. Yeah. I mean, it's not the Grand Canyon. No. It's cool, yeah. though. After you get there, you're looking at it, and then you're going, all right, how much longer do I have to look at this? <laughs> can I go get a cheesesteak somewhere? No, you're going to look at the bell. Uh, there's a crack in my spleen from not eating all day. Can we please get a cheesesteak? I'm going to look at the bell. Stare at the crack. Watch it. Monitor its grooves (laughs) and ridges. Your pride for anyone remotely Philly-based will explode. Of course, everyone knows Will Smith is from West Philly. But your pride for anyone Philly-related will triple once you leave the city. Joe Frazier, legend. Bradley Cooper, you didn't even like this guy until you realized he was a Philly boy. (laughs) Until I saw him wearing the Phillies uh, t-shirt in... uh, (laughs) The A team. I was like, I was in the Vista Theater in LA, oh, yeah. and I'm like, ha, ha. He was born in Jenkintown, same hospital <laughs> as me. He's like, Shut up. Yeah. No, I cares. Yeah, that's so true. Like, I, I know this that so much. When you live there, you don't really give a shit. But then when you're out here, I'll be watching a movie with Jen, and I'll be like, Kevin Bacon. He's a Philly boy. Philly. Yes. That's why he's good. He's from my town, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Why do you think uh, the Roots are the first real, you know, established band to be yeah. on? Late night talk show. Yeah. Just like we were the first established country in Philadelphia in 1776. (laughs) Did it all. I know. I like blindly defend famous people from Philly. Do you? Yeah. Somebody somebody said once uh, they were making fun of it, like in a friendly way. We were hanging out, a bunch of people, and somebody goes, oh, Philly. Oh, yeah, you guys are really big into, uh, you know, famous people. I was like, yeah, we've had some history. He's like, yeah, like famous people that, you know, like fictional guys that box and do things. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, also other people, like the first presidency of the United States and the Declaration. And yeah, they go, yeah. oh, yeah, 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 that's that's right. That, that, that happened. Oh, yeah. He was from Cleveland. It's like just because you're a fake famous person isn't nearly as cool as Rocky. Don't, you know. Don't, Don't point that out because everyone has a fake celebrity, you know, like a a pretend, I don't know, Santa Claus. You know, Rocky is Philly Santa Claus. I don't understand the relationship between Santa Claus being fake. Oh, what? along with your love for local celebrities, uh, Harry Callis is uh, a top, at the top spot for local celebrities, without a doubt. But a special nod goes to the late, great Gary Papa. And dear old Captain Noah. Captain Noah's from... Uh, What's Captain Noah? He was like a Mr. Rogers kind of thing. Weirdo. Guy with, like, puppets. Captain you're never going to hear the... Listen to it. You're never going to hear the end about the Santa Claus snowball thing. <laughs> you just said that. Why? Why is that a thing? You'll try, but you'll never find an authentic cheesesteak. Have you found one? I, I did, thankfully. There's a place called Philly's Best uh, up the street from me, and they they are good, man. They always deliver the goods. The goods, man. That's amazing, because I don't have one down here. Did uh, Biscardi just ping in here? He did. Should we try- pot him up? Let's pot him up. Let's finish this one first. I don't know. But you'll get so sick of talking about cheesesteaks anyway. Because obviously people go up to you, where do I find the best? She, like Kanan said it. It's like, I don't know what you like. They're all pretty fine. They just don't go to Patrogino's. Yeah, it's for tourists. Now, this one might be a little off. 
People will ask you if you wore a bulletproof vest to school. No, <laughs> never got that. No, I, I went to any. I went to the whitest Catholic school in the suburbs. Yeah. No, <laughs> the only vest I'm wearing it is a cardigan one with made of cashmere. I wish I had a bulletproof mental vest for my brain from all no. the mental emotional disturbances. I wish I had bulletproof underwear from shit in my pants. You can still hate the Cowboys as much as you want. Yes. Right. They're the Yankees of the NFL. Now I have to ask for sprinkles. Ha. Nah, it's all good. Do you think? Sexual. So the biscotti is not going to join? Okay. No one knows what a John is. Was the word John big when you were in high school or college? I, I kind of – I guess I missed it. Yeah, I missed that too. Never got into John or uh, – what's the other one I hate? Uh, is there another one? Boo. Boo? Well, they're like, no. Yo, he's my boo. I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, I'd rather you call me a dickhead <laughs> than a boo. He's or Bay. Hey, Bay. <laughs> hey, Bay. Is Bay like boo? I or guess. is Bay better? I think they're both bad. Bay is kind of like a uh, babe, but they're each one syllable. So, so just uh, yeah, right. You're not Why really shorten you... it. Yeah. What's the point? Babe, 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 babe. I thought it was for Beyonce. You Maybe. can keep. I don't really get this one. You can keep calling it Philly, but stop calling it PA. Oh yeah, I always do that. I say Philly, PA. but not PA. Yeah, like you can say back in Philly or. Not, but you can't say back in PA. I say yeah. that. I say PA. Yeah, I do PA. Long. God. I would say, do you, do you do this too? When you specify you're from Pennsylvania, you always immediately have to say, oh, yeah, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. Um, yeah. Like, you know, Pennsylvania is like Alabama with Pittsburgh and Philadelphia on the sides. Like, like I'm from Pennsylvania, but Philly, oh, you know, so I'm progressive. Yeah, I know what right. I'm doing. <laughs> I, I got street cred. Dude, I have lived in central Pennsylvania, and I visited – apparently Pittsburgh, though, was on the up and up. And up. They're like a yeah. perspiring – perspiring, prospering. They're turning whatever. into hipsters galore. <laughs> yes. Yes, they're, uh, they're up and coming. Um, but for the majority of the rest of the state other than Philadelphia, it is – Pencil turkey. Pencil turkey. Pencil turkey. It's, it's uh, deliverance out there. It's it is. Watch out. So I always say people go, oh, where are you from? Ah, uh, Philadelphia area. So I say area. I throw that in. And then they right. go, oh, whereabouts? And then I kind of have fun with it. Right. I just lie. Where, I never tell from? the truth. <laughs> well, you know, here and there. What do you mean? Oh, there and here? I'm from uh, Roxborough. Oh, my aunt lived on Market Street. No way I could walk there. <laughs> I'm from Maniunk. One time I shit my pants at the Grape Street Pub. Yeah. No way. I was conceived there. <laughs> Sexually. Don't explain Scrapple. Now, for those listening in the other states, Ooh. Scrapple is something that there's like one of the – there's like one pack – of the, I guess it's Taylor Scrapple, the classic Philly Scrapple that we buy at home. One pack in our Publix a week. Yeah. So if you're lucky enough to retrieve it, you can make delicious Scrapple. Now, I'm going to explain Scrapple. Please. Because apparently when they finally are done with a pig, they get the ham, they get the bacon, they get the pulled pork, they get every part of it that we use. They get in the dick. 
They get the cock. <laughs> they take that up and they grind it up into something, and it makes a hot dog. Oh, it's so good. What's left over from that is Scrapple with pepper and salt and some weird other seasoning. I could never even explain what it was. I just said it's all the leftover parts that they don't use. And the way I always describe it, it never makes people want to eat it. I go, listen, it's just one of those things you can't think about what's in it. You just eat it. But it's so good. I mean, Scrapple is so good. It's edible. It has a tiny, tiny spice, but it's nothing that like lingers or burns. It's just a hint. And it's wonderful. It's a portrait of flavor (laughs) echoing throughout your buds. Your spores want more. It's a what? A partruce. Say it's good. A partruce? Yes. (laughs) What is that? I don't know. It's labyrinth (laughs) talk. You might as well ask what pixies or gnomes are. You're in that world, baby. You just entered the world of magic. We just got all witch and wardrobe up in this beach. No one will care what neighborhood you were from. I don't. I don't know why. That's kind of contradictory at this point. Uh, That one's cheesy. But you do find someone from Philly. It's like finding your soulmate. That is so true. Matt true. Marino, who was the spelling commie, I met him at oh. a party, and I was sitting at this table outside, and I go, uh, we were talking. I said, hey, I'm, I'm, what's your name? I'm Matt. He goes, I'm, I'm Matt, too. I said, oh, that's cool. Where are you from? He goes, I'm from Philly. What about you? I said, I'm from Philly, too. And right then it was like, you know what? This is either a sitcom or there's some gay shit about to go down here because <laughs> this is great. We just tore it up. The the gift they have under this one is obviously Will Farrell and John C. Riley saying, "Did we just got, become best friends?" Yep, <laughs> yep. From from uh, Step Brothers. Classic. So uh, when you find someone from Philly, it's finding your soulmate. Until you find that person who likes Philly a little too much. Ooh. There was this guy who just by random chance, every damn game. Of a weekend series, Phillies Marlins in like 2010 when we were awesome, or no, 2009 when we went back to the World Series. Yeah, we swept them. But every day, me and my buddy Coons went. We would park, <laughs> and we parked in a different place. And every time, this guy found us who oh. by himself, the scavenger stalker, just some like random dude, and he had the Eagles helmet tattooed on one arm, the Phillies tattoo on the other, the Sixers logo on wow. his calf. Flyers logo on his other. No, car. that can't be. That person doesn't exist. Yeah. Why would <laughs> you do that? This, he drove this like weird hatchback truck, like station wagon thing. The like, fanatic like, ATV. It's <laughs> just a weird, weird guy. Wow. Uh, wait, where, the, where did he find you at? Bars or? Dude, in the parking lot tailgating. Like he would at the games. The Yes, every single game. Oh, I thought you meant like a like a like a bar or something. I didn't hear the game. We at the stadium. We went to every game that we went. It's like to eighty thousand spots. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, every game because we were like, you know, we, Phillies are so good, and we yeah. were like, let's go to let's go to every game when they come in here. Come here right. in May, May, and this guy just show. And the reason I know he's got all those a tattoo on both arms. Yeah, let's get to that. 
when he gets out of his car, he just takes his shirt off. And <laughs> like this, this guy, he looks like if he was wearing a shirt, he also had a basketball in his shirt. Just a oh. great swollen belly. Wait, the nice shirt came belly. off? Shirt came off and he just come walking over David to us. He reminded me of High Pitch Eric uh, from Howard Stern, but he didn't talk like him. He just looked and acted like him. Why did the shirt come off, though? I guess the sweltering heat, he wants to let his badge hang out a little bit before he gets into the game. Uh, you know, late May down here, it's pretty much over. It's pretty much sweltering You're death. Cooked. Yeah, so, I mean, I was probably in a wife beater. But he just comes over and he just talks and he brings... You know, he's the guy that has the beer can, the, like, pounder in a brown bag, already opened when he gets out of the car. And then he has another one in his hand. So he only drinks those two. And we tailgate for, like, two hours. And he puts those down in 15 minutes and then starts drinking our beer. Oh, oh, he's a leech. The second night. He's a scavenger. uh, The second night, we, we tricked him. We hit it. We hit it, and we were just like, yeah, we're uh, we're heading in. We only brought a beer each. Give and then he's like, ah, all right. And then we both pretended to be on the phone, oh. and then he and then he finally walked away. <laughs> Pretending to look angry and act busy. Yeah, bro. Are, are you guys going to hang out? I'm, I'm counting in my head. I'm trying to figure out my wife. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's, it's, my, it's my wife. Not even married. That's the best when you're trying to lose people. But, like, I'm so bad at that. I'm good at diversions when it's like a... Uh, preset plan situation you know like right. i'm like okay we're going to this place i want to avoid this but the when i get caught off guard right. i'm so bad at, at, at uh no i shouldn't say bad I'm, I'm pretty good most of the time but i remember this one time i was with a buddy of mine and we were at what was it uh dave and busters like franklin mills mall dave and, dave and busters we went there for some party and it was like a birthday party and uh we had to go like it was just it was really beat it was time to go, to go to... so you had to go to, and you're like, like, all right, I'm getting out of here as soon as possible. It's like, I got to go. So my buddy Mike and I, I'm um, done here. we had to go, and we're like, you know what? Let's just get up and leave and just do the Irish goodbye. So we my get class. up and go, That's we get move. cornered by like four people who were there. They're like, hey, what's going on, guys? What are you doing? And oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, we're, we're going to go play pool. We're, we have a game going on in the back. Did, oh, did you no. want to come with? And they, you don't want to oh, play pool. No. Like, we love to play pool. So now they're following me to this pool game that doesn't exist with people that aren't really there. I don't even know if they have pool tables there. I'm sure they do, but I'm just (laughs) winging this. So my friend out of nowhere just picks up the phone. I don't even know if it was on and goes, "Uh uh-huh, yep. Oh, we got to go. There's an emergency with Courtney. Clark's my driver. We got to go. I said, got to go, got to go, got to go. Let's see. And I'm leaving these guys standing there with like, you know, their mouths dropped. Like, what about the pool game? You know, but it was so, it was like Costanza in that episode where he's taking him to the Hamptons, only not as glorious. I'm like, well, yeah, let's, let's turn it up. So let's go play, play, play some pool. Turning it up a notch. What if like, it would have, it would have been genius if you suggested to go do something that's not there. Right. Like, hey, yo, do you guys want to go jump on the giant trampoline? All right, yeah, let's go. <laughs> do you guys oh, want to get f- fake tattoos as we get our asses sprayed? Actually, I do. Well, no, 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 now I'm a little concerned. I just made that up, and now, quite frankly, I'm a little scared. I've learned a thing or two about you. Frankly. I've learned a thing or two that I'm going to take with me for the rest of my life. No one will be allowed to love Rocky as much as you. All right, that's fine. Approved. Accepted into the sphere. Influence. From now on, vacation means going to the beach. As opposed to uh, down the shore? 
I guess. Oh, yeah. The term down the shore makes zero sense to anyone outside of Philly metro area. It's a beach, and you're traveling to it, not down it. Down the shore. Down the shore. Your day trip options won't be nearly as exciting anymore. See, that doesn't make any sense. They're much more exciting. I can go to Disneyland in 20 minutes or the beach in 10 no. I can go to Disney World in three hours or Key West in three hours. I could pop some of these Tampa. pills and go to a <laughs> fort in the clouds in ten minutes. woo Sky City! Sky. An hour to the mountains or to the shore, two hours to New York and Baltimore, two and a half to D.C. and the road Sexual. tripping enthusiasts you even have Boston and Pittsburgh within range. Yes. Very few places around the country will put you so centrally located to virtually everything. That is pretty true. It is like the center of the world right there. That's New true. York, You're very close. Hi-ya. New Year's Day will always be missing something. Do you know what that is? The Mamas. The Mamas Day Party. Did you ever go down there and watch never. it live and like drink? No. You know what? That's one thing I've never done. I've never went Me down neither. there and watched them. Me neither. I don't think I'm cut out for it. New Year's Day, it's... I'm unconscious for the most part, you know? Yeah. It's like God, the last I'm thing I want to do is sit out in the cold and vomit on people dancing in front. And, and look at these weird, like, kind of scary costumes. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm a little uncomfortable around them. It's not that great. And what is a mummer? A mummer is like a, a goof, right? Or like a fool. I think, yeah, I think it's kind of like a fool. I'm thinking a court jester. We have those out in California sometimes. Oh, wait, no, those are after you had a couple drinks and you go to West Hollywood, and that's called a hover. How are we doing it here, my big Oakley? What's up? <laughs> Uncle Phil. <laughs> Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil. Hover. Mummers. <clears throat> yeah, I never did the Mummers. You, you haven't done them either? Nope. You've never and traveled down Mummer Relane? They always disturbed me. And it was always New Year's Day. I was, I was yeah, always crippled and... I guess watching football, really just watching like The Office on DVD because I'm hungover. Right. You're just crushing the Adderall in your mouth, hoping your eyes open so you can wake up <laughs> yes. like applesauce. <laughs> You'll try to pretend like Wing Bowl isn't a thing. Do you know this? Wing Bowl, WIP, the radio station they host it every year. Yeah, I've never listened to it or went down there or anything like that, but uh, I definitely know people that have participated in the Wing Bowl. That thing has been going on for years. It's huge. Like... I don't know, maybe like close to 30 years yeah. and the crazy things people do to be a part of it. Like they, one guy I'll never forget, he won, he, he got elected to be a participant, qualified by eating a cheesesteak. But instead of cheese and steak in the role, it was worms. Oh, live that worms? is the honest to God truth. Why would you I, do that? I guess live I don't know, but it, it qualified him and he got in. Worms. Then you reminded, then Worms. you were reminded that millions of people go every year and you face pop for the city. But some people get down there at like three in the morning. Uh, all sports mascots pale in comparison yeah. to the to the beloved fanatic. Philly fanatic. He's the best. He really is the best. He is. Whether you're from Philly or not, the Philly fanatic is—he's so interactive. I don't know any other mascot that's jumping in the stands, and, you know, doing shenanigans like that. I mean, that guy's yeah, on and he's, fire. He's not even like a you know an animal or like you know a guy that's head is a baseball. Uh, he's, he's just a like a crazy fan. He's like a cultivation of the energy inside the arenas. He's the figment 
of our sport imagination. <laughs> he is a symbolic token of the sportsmanship displayed through generations going back to the Baker Bowl all the way through Lincoln Financial Field. I should say Citizens Bank Park. Or both. It's very <laughs> Counts. He is the embodiment of Philadelphia sports. Zest. <laughs> he is the sum of all cumulative imaginations geared in a theatrical praise towards the art of sport. Isn't it cool when you see uh, Eagles players at Phillies games, like when the Phillies are doing well, you see like some of the Eagles players in the crowd, like they're oh, coming yes. out to support them. You're like, that's great. Yes. You know, it's like a guys. crossover. It's like when Flintstones went to the Jetsons. You're like, yeah, yes. I'm on board. Or when WCW came into the w- came onto Raw that one night. Right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, the crossover. Um, Zach Ertz, dude, you got to follow him on uh, Instagram. He just signed a five-year extension with the Eagles. And uh, he's like the coolest dude. Like in the majority of the pictures of him, like just hanging out, he has like a Phillies hat on. Or like a Sixers oh, shirt. That's so cool. Yeah, I know. I'm like, all right, this guy is in. Uh, <clears throat> here's another one. We only have a few left here. People will try to pass this off as a soft pretzel. It's a picture of an Auntie Anne's pretzel. No, no. No, no. Tisk. Tisk. Shady the cat. Add hoagies to your list of things you're giving up on. You said you can find a decent hoagie in uh, yeah. La La. Amoroso rolls, balls, and meats. Use, better get used to people pointing out that that accent. Is he doing an accent? Yes. It's strange. I heard that for the first time when I was in Hazleton. Because they, they kind of talk like, don't you know, like Minnesota, don't, don't you know? You know, you know they're up high there, close to Canada. So they have a little bit of that twang, that weird local yokel twang. And uh, so when I went out there and would say water and I don't know what else, use. ass, class, and use, and yo, they would they would look at me like, oh, you have a Philly accent. It's like, <laughs> You're the Neanderthal. I didn't know he did it. I didn't know yeah, we did then, it until I moved to L.A. And Jen was like, you know, your Philly accent comes out when you're angry. Or when you're with other people from Philly. Because I'll be like, you know, what are you talking about? Right. And it's right. like, what are you doing? It, yeah, New Yorkers do that too. Big yeah. time. Being a nuisance right now. Why? Tweet and number 35, you quickly the outsiders are. Yeah, Philly rules. Fuck everybody else. Philly. <laughs> And it's this big, like, collage of all this Philly stuff. Rocky, the love statue, Ben Franklin's huge head. What was the last one you cut out for a second? Oh, you quickly realize how full of it outsiders are. Yes. They're all pulling shenanigans. They're all pulling ranks of fraudulent claims. (laughs) Tweet us at the podcastle, at the underscore podcastle. And uh, thanks for giving us some feedback. I put out a little quiz this week. Of, uh, I'm sorry, continue with the list. I thought that was the... No, that's it, man. Go. Let's do it again. 
the rehearsals. Done. Let's make everyone listen to it one more time. We start doing lesser known cities. Forty five awesome things about Beeswater, Texas. Number fourteen, Yonada B. Oh, guys, please help. Please, please. Yeah, please, some of those please. lists are just clickbait, but my dad sent it to me, so I was like, mm, it's got some potential. Those are cool. Some of them are fun. I like them. Oh, I love those clickbait quizzes. Like, I'll click, I won't post them, because yes. I want people to think some loser, but I yes. take so many of them. And I always take the, uh, like, historical ones, and it's always like, 40 out of 40, you're a genius. And I was like, you don't know how much I want to post this. But then it's going to say, like, Matt is considered a scholar on Play yeah. Buzz Click at 1145 <laughs> on a Sunday night. <laughs> so I'm not doing it. So I'm just like, you will humiliate yourself tonight, Matthew. You will humble your reins. And then I kind of forget about it, but I play them all the time. I think those are great. So true, dude, because sometimes, you know, it's rare that you get like a 20 for 20 or a 10 for 10. Right. Uh, but when you do, you're like, oh, I can't, I can't do it because I'm not posting when I got 17 out of 20. Good job. Right. Exactly. You know, you, you can't you do either, it. You, you, all or nothing. You have to distract yourself with spoken words. We were talking about a couple things uh, earlier, and you mentioned you wanted to talk about something of the photographic nature concerning engagement photos. And oh, uh, yeah. I wanted to segue into that because I was kind of curious what – I was going to ask you more detail what was the topic about, but I want to go with this blindly. With an open Good. eye, an open arm, and an open heart. By open arm, I mean leprosy. So <laughs> I just wanted to... Leprosy. Leprosy. I wanted to talk to you about the engagement photos. Okay. Now, were you thinking more of a... That's why I suggested it. <laughs> were, you... were you thinking a... Well, I'll, I'll, I'll just talk about it. I'm very no, curious. no, no. No, go. Were you thinking more of a uh, general generalization of engagement photos being uh, discussed or why do people do it or what are good ones or I'm just very curious because when I hear engagement photos there's a lot of things that come to mind one I think What's... of it's a, a lot of times because of social media the announcement is done just via photo it's a it's a finger with a ring on it and you're like right. okay I get it that's kind of cool you did artistic thing and then other times you think okay um, there's like you know Paula and Jason have added, you know, four thousand photos to Engagement two thousand nine, and it's just a girl holding up her ring. She's like, you know, in the toilet getting toilet paper, and there's like a ring, into, you know. So there was like so many positive and negative connotations. So I was really excited about this topic. Yeah, it's it's something that obviously I've been a, a part of. Uh, Heather's Heather's like former intern or former coworker or something. Coffee. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, made. She, um, she's like a photography student. So she did our pictures basically for nothing. And you could tell, I mean, they were good. They were good for free. That's what I'll say. No, they weren't bad, but she doesn't have like the money for the editing and the, the time. She's a student. So unless we were part of the project, which I don't think we were, but anyway, Heather's like, I want to get somebody professional to do it. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I noticed like someone I know posting their engagement photos where it is these staged pictures right. of you in totally unnatural, just, it's so stupid. I like just slaying a them. dragon with the ring. They're, they're so, 
<laughs> They're just so fake, like just to minimalize it, because mine's not that far fetched. But Heather and I are on the beach with our dog. I have like dress shorts on and like a nice shirt, and she has a dress on. When has that ever happened in our entire life? I'll tell you, never. We've never been on the beach in that scenario. So it's so unnatural and weird to me. And the worst. You're dressed like Christopher Columbus. <laughs> She's a pilgrim. You're an Indian. Yeah. yeah. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Yeah, like if we're going to do that, then why don't we dress up in like cool, like, you know, I can be Batman and she can be whatever she wants to be. She can be herself in the dress. Right. But it just seems, and then, okay, so then, and our pictures, like I have them up, like a a lot of them are pretty decent. Yeah. But then I see the ones of these couples that, dude, it could not be more uncomfortable and awkward to look at. Like you can see them trying to appear like they're, you know, just having in a day at the park where they're walking. It's like a Valentine's perfectly. Day commercial. Like, that doesn't exist. Yes. Nobody's yes. called his wife and going, check the box. Oh, you did it. I love you. Every kiss yeah. begins with K. Meanwhile, the guy's, like, serving in Iraq. It's like, that's just so embarrassing. I just think it's so phony. And, I mean, I did it. But, I mean, I guess we tried to do our best and not make it look staged and fake, even though you know that going in. I thought like, yours the- were good. The poses, like, oh, some of them are just so obnoxious. It's like the, 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 the girl, the female, staring out at the ocean. And, like, the male has, like, his hand on her shoulder. And he's looking down. <laughs> like, just so... Galileo! Like, Galileo! Yeah, yes. What thoughts have you seen today, sir? To be or not to be, <laughs> here your fellow won't hoe, fair maiden, past our beach! They're so, they're so weird. I saw one, I think this goes a little bit hand-in-hand with engagement photos, where, like, baby announcement photos. And there was some slut on my Facebook page. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There was a there was a girl I saw posted a picture that she was you know pregnant, and the photo was her on the the beach, like some beach in Malibu or something on rocks, like holding the baby, looking up. And I'm thinking you're on rocks, like you're a pregnant woman, like get off the rocks, like that's very dangerous. But to but to echo your sentiments about the the photos is you couldn't have been more dead on hitting the nail on the head. You look at these staged photos and you're thinking, yeah, you know I know this guy. He is not smiling with that cardigan on, looking back at the leaves and holding yes. the Bible and you with the other – like, no. He's thinking about the game, and he's there because your mom paid for it, and you made him go. And, yes. I mean, I yes. thought yours were pretty good. I thought you guys did yours right. But some yeah, of them I you mean, look at, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Some of them, man, they are just hard to handle. Like, I, I almost look at them, and I think if I don't buy it, that they should just get divorced now. Like they shouldn't even right. get married. Like, look, yo, your pick. You can't even pull it off in a staged photo. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, if you can't stage your love, then you know yeah. how are you gonna actually live it? Do you, when you were single before you were with Heather and during your single years of bachelorhood, do you remember going on Facebook and you see a girl that got engaged mom. and then you just unfriend them? You're like, yeah, there's no reason <laughs> we're doing this. Nope. There's no. There's no reason to keep you on. Um. I, I maybe I, you know what I probably did that uh, when I did my purge on the John and Agnew show. I, oh, yes. I I D 
defriended like a hundred people on the show, the and a lot of them were probably recently married ex classmates. <laughs> and it's not because you, for me it wasn't like no. oh I have a shot with you. It was I just I don't I can't go through the next few months of seeing the the pictures and the posts and all the yeah, updates, the and all the parties for parties and parties for announcements and announcement party parties. It's just right. never ending. Now. I'm talking about people like I didn't really – I didn't know that well or wasn't that close with. Like if it's a friend or right. – you know, that's cool. But if it's like the random person you met like you've seen three times and they're your friend, you don't really you – know, eh, I'm not even yeah, – we don't need It's this. like you, you met someone that was a friend of a friend one night and that night everyone had like a blast. So then that night you got the friend <laughs> request. <laughs> right. And, and every time oh, you yeah, talk to him, the only thing cool. you have to say is, hey, remember that night at Mark's when we all got wasted <laughs> off of Maker's Mark and I threw up? Oh, you were wild. <laughs> Maker's Matt. That's what we called you. you know, we all had a jolly. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you get to know them and they're like this, you know, racist, like over, <sighs> over uh, Fox News sharing. And you're like, no. Right. Uh, we are not friends. We're... Now I really know who you are. Why did you like me? Was it because I did a naked dance at night or I played that funny song on the guitar? It's because you weren't black. Oh, oh, well, let's, uh, let's, I'm going to, I got to stop talking to you. But... Yes. But uh, yeah, the engagement photos can be very embarrassing. You said one time, I remember reading a, a funny post by you about how uh, you're like Christmas, you know, jewelry commercials are, are, you know, just very cheesy. But Valentine's Day commercials are just embarrassing. And I thought, John Nail. Oh, really? Yeah, you, well, I guess you're talking, you know, the Valentine's Day commercials where when you need that special someone to tell you. Yeah. And they're just so, like, no relationship comes off like that. Like, even in bad plays, they're never that cheesy. It's, it's so funny, though, because it works. Sells. Sells. It sells. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. I think John's having a little bit of a technical difficulty there. So you're stuck with me, Matthew Clark. And I have got a story for you. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the show, Philadelphia. Some of the things you might not associate um, or uh, recognize if you weren't from the Philadelphia area. So if you were listening to the show, Please tweet us at the underscore podcastle. Let us know what we did right about the uh, Philadelphia segment. And let us know what we missed out. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your dreams, your aspirations, and everything else. And uh, please like us on Facebook. Um, we segued from the Philadelphia show into some engagement photos. And I, for the record, just want to say that I am a fan and a supporter of the love of holy matrimony and the sharing of thy kinwood and thy future relationships with loved ones and friends. But if you're going to post some uh, pictures online of Facebook photos, let's try to uh, class it up a little bit. Maybe do something cool. Um, whatever that might be, wherever that road may take you, I think uh, that's an option, and we should pursue that. Uh, right now, this is me bantering. Uh, so I'm trying to get John back in the air. I could be talking about anything right now. I'm just trying to keep you all from listening. Keep this interesting. Tweets to the podcast on Instagram podcast. We're going to call John back right now and get him on the air. That's kind of how it's going to go down. So, got a cool show. We'll be back in a few days with Michael Piscardi. You are listening to Nerd 35 of the podcast. And I believe we have John back on right now. John, you're live with the Clark Show. What's up?
Caller. Yeah, hi, I'm John. Right. Uh, were you on Team Kelly or Team Brenda? John, this is a show about gluten-free baking. Uh, I think you might have dialed the wrong program. But well, let's keep you on. What are you wearing? We want to uh, talk about the issues of the uh, – what kind of issues talk about the day? What's your way of the words? What about Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, Clark Shark was my favorite. He was a kid that was half shark. He was coming out of the water. It was <clears> disgusting. I think there was John John, like he was in a toilet, like drowning. <laughs> those Perfect. were great. I remember getting those before like baseball games as a kid. Before like you played the game, they would sell them at like the hot dog stand by some of the games. Or there was so much that was like really South Park before South Park. Like they were there was a lot of controversy around those things because they were so strange. You know? you know, some of them were very like violent and graphic. <laughs> They were disgusting. I, I recently, I maybe like a year ago, I looked them up online. I was like, what happened to them? And I wanted to check out the old cards. They were really yes. racy, man, for like in the 80s for kids. I mean, there was yes. people with like their heads cut off, you know, yeah. like blood coming out. You're like, wow. Gord George. His Gord. face is like ripped off. Gord George. And the cover of the of the pack was a kid like pressing a, a video game button and his head was like the atomic bombs kind of oh yeah that was uh what was that one uh he doesn't have a name on it was adam one. i think it was adam bomb or something right oh yeah adam bomb probably yeah wow class Lindsay, leaky Lindsay. her nose is just snot like leaking everywhere wow there was a uh, cool. one there was i love passenger passenger and it was your torso driving and the lower half of the passenger seat split apart it was it was disturbing <laughs> i don't know how you had the money to finance such a campaign in the 80s as a kid but it was it was wild there was a clark shark yeah clark shark it's like a little sure orange are. kid that's like a shark i'm sure the listener loves listening to us look up garbage pail kid uh, uh, we should start. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! It? I remember this one, Clark Shark. Shark, <laughs> but like, it's... what's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Just got an echo there. That's the echo of your heart yearning for more than thirty-five. <laughs> Scabby Abby, Ugh. like kid with like a million little scabs all over his body, and he's eating one of the scabs. <laughs> Oh, wow. These were for kids. These are awful. You remember reading, oh. like, along with Garbage Pail Kids, reading Bazooka Joe, and you were kind of always yes. let down at the comics. You're like, I don't – I kind of wanted more. Well, yeah, because it's, like, half a scene. That's you know, what it's it like was. Four, like, yo, come on. I was like, this this could go further. It was, like, four squares. What happens next? What is? I want to know more. I guess I got to buy more gum. 20 packs of gum. Bazooka, and they lost their flavor in like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Once you got it good and chewy, the flavor was gone. Oh, yeah, jerk. Jerks. For the SAG Awards. Yes. Capri, he keeps knocking them down. It's like he's going for the Triple Crown. Dude, the, it's his the, year, uh, brother. It is Emmy, Leo DZ. The SAG. I think even the Critics' Choice. He's getting everything, but all that matters is that damn... Is that damn golden statue named Oscars? Oscar. You watch the Oscars? Think, Are you an Oscar watcher each year? Absolutely. I like all the award shows. You're an award guy. You're you're in the business. 
Well, you know, it's like they all congregate together to kiss each other's asses. Ah, yes. <laughs> that's all it is. It's a big circle but, jerk of Hollywood. That's that's what every award show of course. is. Like, who cares? Everybody has their own awards. Even stupid little offices have their awards. You know? Best copy maker goes to Dolores. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's I think it's Leo Dizier. I think you know he's he's about due for an Oscar. He uh, I think he should have been nominated at least. He's been nominated a lot, but I think he should have won at least three times before. I really do. I mean, really? Gangs of New York alone, he should have won. The Departed, oh, he should have won. Uh, I mean, he's just done so many great films. Catch Me If You Can. Um, oh. I mean, I really Titanic. Titanic. That was absurd. He didn't win. I mean, he was the lead actor in the biggest selling yes. film of all time at that point. He's not nominated. I mean, he did a good job. He was, was like a kid. Yeah. To, to be honest, he's the reason Titanic was big. Oh, yeah. Because all the girls saw the movie ten times. That was it. There you go. Should have th- he didn't wow. even show up to that Oscars. I remember he stayed home watching it. Yeah, he didn't go. Him. It'll be good. I think he'll win. I, I really do. I think he deserves it. He's a great dude. He's great for the environment. You know, he's just a he's an all-around great, great guy. I actually saw him once. Him and Ringo Starr were the only two people I was ever actually like starstruck with. Ringo. Ringo. I saw were you really starstruck, starstruck with Ringo? I don't think I would be. I was. I'd be like, eh. No. Where's, where's Paul? <laughs> I, I, I hear you with that. But if you had the two of them next to each other, I would have been like, yo, get me another drink. I would have thought to Paul. I'm Ringo. <laughs> Ringo I, I was starstruck with because I was in a, it was in a room and he was close. And I just thought that's a, that's a beetle right there. That's right. like the one of the biggest. That's the biggest band of all time. That is that is Ringo yeah. and all the Beatles albums. That is a Beatle. That that was the starstruck thing. As a man, he's like you know he's like an older guy. It's whatever. He's probably very nice, but it was the whole peace history love, attached. Oh, that's a peace Beatle. and love. Peace and love. I say this what with peace and do? love. I am not signing any more. You know, fan mail. Beatles swag. Yeah, like I'm he's not done answering. signing shoes. Yeah, he's like I've had enough. Leave me alone. I've got like four or five more years left. How old is he? He's got to be 70. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's got some time. Those guys got some time. They so some time. the SAG Awards, what, what is the Screen Actors Guild? What is the Screen Actors Guild? Don't you have a SAG card or does Scardi or did he sell his or something? It's the union for Hollywood. It uh, sets the standards and has the players. Biscardi has one. I'm, I'm SAG eligible. I never paid the dues because I don't really – I don't do anything right now that needs. You didn't sad. pay the twenty five hundred a year to do nothing. Pay the what? No, no pay the dues. I paid the dues, the dues, the dues, and I do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Nashville system, I do, do, do me. Is my sound? Do we do it to the dues? Sound sounds great. Yeah, good. Uh, the so, SAG is the uh, like the Hollywood Union, and they have the awards, um, which I've watched before. Why? They're pretty cool. And is the Oscars like the best? Why is the, that the best? The Oscars, the Oscars, yeah, the, uh, the Oscars is the Kentucky Derby, as the SAG is the, the Belmont Sticks. <laughs> and the Emmys. The Oscars is the Academy, the Academy of Motion uh, Picture Arts and Films, and it's uh, it's. Uh, it's like the highest honor recognized that you can get in that like realm. The, so obviously they're the oldest. Motion picture arts and sciences. Yeah, it's the oldest. Most, I mean, the first uh, 
I think it was 1928 or 29. It was at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood. It was the first Academy. And since then, it's it's gained its prestige over the decades. And they just decide who is the best. Yep. The Academy, members of the Academy vote for each category, category, and they decide. They all vote. Whoever gets the most tallies wins the award. Hmm. Yes. Which is funny why they say... Uh, no, like the Countries all-whites right. Oscars this year, there's no diversity. It's not right. really like a program decision where they can say, well, let's just put all white people or, or black people, whatever. It's people vote on it. The members of the Academy, the actors, the directors, they vote on who, you know, should get each category. So each, uh, let's just say best actress, they have a bunch of films in consideration. They'll vote. So it's not really something they can change in the future unless you're changing people's thoughts per year, which is kind of interesting. I don't think people understand that that's how it works. What? So you almost have to, like, fight or, or uh, like, lobby to get nominated? Right. That's why... So during... if you don't get nominated, it's, like, your fault. Right. During the... Uh... Oscar season. I think Biscardi mentioned this. He gets the screeners. You'll get tons of screeners in the mail if you're a member of the Academy that says, uh, you know, for your consideration, please nominate, you know, Annabelle for best horror movie or whatever. And you'll get these DVDs and they promote it. It's like a can it's like an election, really, because that you see billboards all around yeah. saying, please consider for really? the nomination of best actress. And the members of the Academy, which is our, like I said, the actresses, the producers, directors, writers that are a member of the, the Academy, vote for it, and they mail it in. So the fact that there's no you know, African-American uh, folks, whether it's actresses or whatnot, in there is because people didn't vote any uh, you know, African-Americans in. Uh, right. So it's, it's not now, a... Let me ask you this. I'm not gay. I believe you told me on the last show, or you mentioned it on one of our most previous shows, that there's black people on the Academy... Oh, yes, of course. Is that Plenty. Great? Yes, Will so, Smith is one of them. Uh, and his, his wife member. was freaking out. Well, anybody that – Denzel Washington's a member of the Academy. I mean, any actor that you've ever seen, the entire cast of 12 Years a Slave are members of the Academy. Everybody votes – so so African-Americans oh. have voted for – and I don't give a shit either way. I'm not making this a race issue. I don't – whatever. I think, you know, if you're well, talented, vote, whatever. They made but, it a race issue. Yeah, people didn't vote, I guess, for African-Americans. Uh, my personal opinion is um, African-Americans submit so much to film. They've been nominated uh, countless times, uh, maybe not as much as they should have in the past. But um, I don't think it's a race issue. I really just think with this year's films, a lot of people uh, – or the, the highest number of uh, people that got votes for nominations happened to be white – and somebody opened their mouth and said, there's not any blacks, even though the, the host is Chris Rock, who's like the blackest man in the world. Uh, yes. It just – the whole thing doesn't make sense. Will Smith's mad. He wasn't – his wife's mad. He wasn't nominated. Have you seen his accent in that movie? It sucked. It was like right. the – it was like a kid doing a fake British accent when they never heard of it. Hey, I want to talk to you about my shit. Uh, You're like – Is it bad? It's, it's god-awful. He's like the worst oh, actor no. with accents. He oh, just no. stick to like the funny, like street cred Fresh Prince character. Like, he's right. he's got such good range, man. But accents are not one of them. Right. Since I just alienated all of Hollywood, I'll see you at Seven Eleven next week. <laughs> where I'll be working. No, I but, um. 
I thought I thought they were mad. I thought they were mad at white people. That's what I thought it was. But it sounds like they really are mad at black people because not enough of them voted for black actors. Or do they just like not understand how it all works? No, I think they understand how it works. I think it's just what I think. I, I don't know, but I think that who started it? Jada Pickett Smith. Is she, she the one that one started? She started it. Okay. Well, I. She was one I, of the most vocal people. I think why she's mad is because her husband wasn't nominated, and she really thinks he should have been. That that's <laughs> what I think. Um, but Gosh. I think she probably started the wave. Was probably just mad at seeing that, or that they. They didn't get nominated, and they kind of just made it, well, they're racist, which if you look how the system works, if if Barack Obama didn't win the presidential election, you could say the same argument. Well, it's not white enough. People are racist. That might be true, too. Maybe there are racist – I'm sure – I know there are racist people in Hollywood, but but because there's been so many African-American nominations the past few years of – you know, great landmark films like 12 Years a Slave and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really don't think it's a race issue. I think if you've never had uh, like a black person win a, an Oscar or anything, that, that, that it's a race flow. issue. But I really just think it was one of those years where, you know, there just happened to not be any uh, black, yeah. you know, nominees. But I don't I don't really think it's race. But the fuck do I <clears throat> yeah, it would have been better if she just said, yo, you guys will should have been nominated. Right. It didn't have to turn into anything else it could have just stayed at that anyway yeah. she's actually returning, returning to gotham uh fox's gotham uh she thought she was dead thought the penguin <laughs> killed her at the finale of season one uh do you do you remember this putting a cardboard bag around your textbooks of course yeah yeah my mom would oh. like uh cover it with the tape oh. i used to yeah. draw dicks on people's in high school that was like still a thing in high school. You do the cardboard thing, yeah. and I used to draw dicks in physics class, and other people started yeah, doing it too. And it, first we were like, "Oh, you just got dicked," and uh, <sighs> I did it so much that it was changed to Clarked. So someone would come back from their, their the bathroom, and I got really good at it. Like I would like talk to the person, look them in the eye, be like, "Listen, if you do the," and then my right hand is drawing a penis on their book. Like I got really good at it. So people would come back from the bathroom, be like, "Oh, I got Clarked." Like even the teacher was laughing at one point. But anyway, go on, go on. Sorry, I do I do remember really? that. I do I do remember the textbooks. They were great. No, that's uh, I I never did them. I never knew how to, and I never tried. Betty always pulled through. Yeah. Oh, I could never do it. Hey, you know what? I saw this meme the other day. It blew my mind. You know the mouse trap game? Mouse trap never worked. I never accomplished it ever. Yes. But like you know it, right? Yes. How at the end it's like that net that falls down on top of the mouse to capture it. Right. There was a picture of the Magic Kingdom, and it said "Human Trap." Oh. <laughs> Just look, you know, it's like the ultimate reverse. That's awesome. It's this mouse trapping humans <laughs> with this castle. That's awesome. Amazing. The mouse house. I know. I gotta see it. Memes. Tweet us your memes, thoughts, and love at the underscore podcastle. It's pretty good, man. It's a good show tonight. I'm going to slide this sexual bad boy into the W column shortly. Crystal clear Pepsi. Do you remember that? Is this a 90s list? I do. 
that was good, mm-hmm. man. I actually really like Crystal Clear Pepsi. I thought it was cool. I did too. I think you and I even and got it a that. few times at the uh, Clemens parking lot. Yes. That was like the era. It was like Crystal Clear Pepsi yes. the one summer. It was all the rage of all the gals and the guys. <laughs> hey, Archie, what are you doing? I'm going to the sack hop with some Crystal Clear Pepsi. That's my and 50s vodka. voice. Crystal Clear Pepsi. Do you remember the? Uh, it was a cocoa Pepsi, coffee Pepsi. It was like a. It was Pepsi. It was a drink, but it was a. Uh, oh a yeah, it was like. Yes. Oh, what the hell was that? It made you like irritable, and you had to take a leak the whole time. Like it was the worst combination. <laughs> it was discontinued like after a month. Co- it was Coca Cola Black. That's what it was. B L A K. No, was that it? The coffee. Uh. uh an apostrophe above the A. Oh, yeah. To be hip. Yeah. The accent mark. The unschlink. The stress. <laughs> Ew. Pepsi cappuccino. That yeah. lasted a week. The cappuccino. What are your thoughts on uh, iced coffee? Are you a fan? When you go to like uh, Dunkin' Donuts, it. do you get the... And they load it with sugar. You just tell them with sugar, and that's all you got to say. Oh, they just... Dump it in. Let's give it a shout out to Dunkin' even... Donuts. You go to Dunkin' Donuts. You go to any place in the world. You say, "I like a coffee with this many sugar." You should always apply your own sugar because places won't get the, get it right unless right. you're at Dunkin' Donuts and you say, "They say with the answers are yes or no with sugar." Yes, right. that's it. Yeah. They load that bad boy up. I mean, you can feel it eating your teeth away, and it is so good that jacks you up quicker than a than a gaucho crossing the border. It was. It gets wild, man. Down the hatch. Across the border. It's from the film. Uh, yeah, dude, it, it gets it's so sweet you almost don't taste the coffee like flavor. It's just sweet. It's like it's oh, like opening water. up your throat with one of those like, oxygen things and just shoving sugar through it. Oh, I can feel it. M- milky sugar water. It's it lovely. Dude. I get I get the I get the extra large and I slam it in five minutes. And then you're all Jacked up of Adderalls and, and I'm coffee. Seventeen minutes, seventeen like, emails at once. Ace Ventura running the track, like looking at people's rings. You're keeping up with them. You're like, I'm yeah. fine, I'm fine. I'm just looking around. I'm not a football player. I'm just a guy. Let me see your ring. I don't have hands. <laughs> I don't have hands. It's great. Hey, guess what I had for breakfast this morning? What? A bagel. Half, half a bagel. I went back to a half. Healthy oh, decisions. Right eye right. fitness. I, Check them out. That's a step. That's Half a step. A step. In the right direction. Oh my gosh! On the next show, I'm gonna read you this uh, text between Heather and Rye. Like, Rye just can't give you an answer. He has to like educate you because oh, he doesn't want to. An- he doesn't want to answer 80 million questions. Let's do it. Let's. So, do you have it handy, Heather? Heather? No, it's in the other room. We're gonna okay. do it on the next show because okay. I'm not like prepared. I gotta like reread it. Um. Heather asks, I'll, I'll, I'll tease. I'll give a trailer. Oh, Heather, Heather asks Ryan, is a teaspoon of skim milk good in your coffee? And Ryan responds with like three different questions. Not an answer, not just no, have <laughs> half and half. It's like this. So we'll, we'll get into that on the next episode. I, hear it. That make, I, know, I know Ryan, that makes, that makes perfect sense. Very. He goes. He goes. You're allowed to have whatever you want. That that was his, his open. That, yeah, that's the answer answers. we're looking for. You could have whatever you want. 
You should have asked me, is it good for you? No. The next one was, well, are you asking me if I would have it? Let me ask you this. Have you ever seen the documentary Fed Up? (laughs) That's the first three texts from him. That's great. If a man's traveling from Cleveland to Cincinnati at 20 miles an hour. (laughs) Uh, What was the question, though? A half of... A half a teaspoon or a teaspoon? It doesn't matter. Uh, yes, a, a teaspoon of, of uh, skim milk in her, in her coffee. And oh. the rise basic uh, lesson is that uh, all that altered stuff is bad. The only good thing is half and half because it's like the most untreated. Like, it's natural. Evaporated best. Half and half. Oh, oh so the... Uh... Two percent, one percent skim, low this, fat. That that stuff's all like pumped with crap. So the coffee mate, sweet Italian cream. I dump half into a coffee in the morning. Is it good for me? I've been duped. <laughs> I drink that every day. The coffee mate, sweet Italian cream. Yes. Oh, it's so good. That or the French vanilla, and then you switch to the hazelnut once in a while. Oh, I pour it on my balls. It's so good. Like I could drink that all day long. You don't even need sugar, but I load it in. Why? Because I'm unhealthy, and my ass needs to wake up at ten in the morning. Motherfucker, make bad decisions. Just how we do it. <laughs> You need that stuff. It's great. But do you really I, use the coffee meat though? Exact same uh, lineup in the morning. Oh, the purple. It's the only. It's the only thing that I cheat. Uh, yeah, the purple and green. Um, but there is no sugar in that one. That one's just pure cream. It's the like healthiest version of those. But Interesting. I, I got it when it was Boba Fett, but now it's regular. I, I just keep getting it. It's so good. Now it's just Boba Fett. It's a guy that works there. Yeah. Like, Look at my picture. I have a toy. Uh. I have a toy. Oh, no. Uh, All right. Tweet us at the podcastle, at the underscore podcastle. I'm going to put this one in the W column. John, you want to throw anything else out there for the listeners to digest before they start to wind down for the evening and slowly roll back the clocks? Don't forget, tonight's daylight saving times, everybody, so roll back. It is? No. No, I can't back that up. I was like, I thought that happened in, like, when does that happen next? June? Spring forward. Maybe it's I think it's May. May. Um, you know what? I don't oh I don't want to Oh, real quick. Saturday night, I don't know if you caught it, but the seventy sixers took the Golden State Warriors to the wire and only lost by three points on a a three shot from like the crowd uh, with zero time on the clock uh, against you know the Warriors. That was incredible. Yeah, it was like Amazing. 108 to 105, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And they came all the way back. They completely they held the Warriors to 35 points in the second half. Like it's our incredible. defense is awesome, and it's so cool to see that team starting to gel. They're always on the highlights. They're always on the top 10 plays. So. They've really everybody, lit up the past few weeks, man. Everybody who jumped off years ago, it's time to get back on the get back on, on that wagon. Get those get those dusty old Sean Bradley jerseys out, and let's start meeting us down at the Civic Center. Yeah. Oh, I want to mention real quick that was a great game, and the uh, you are reading about the Sixers a lot in the news, and it's so cool to see. Um, I mean, every like sports junket of media outlet is really uh, you always see the highlights, you know, junket. I want to mention real quick before you go, if you have a second. I went to some sushi on Saturday night. Yes. I wanted to plug this place. Um, Jen and I were kind of hanging around the house. Uh, I was kind of playing with my balls. And uh, just kind of chilling. 
And we decided to go to the sushi place. And uh, I'm going to look up the place again. I forget the name of it because I'm going to mispronounce it and say a curse word in Japanese. But um, I uh, I love sushi, dude. I didn't know oh, you were so good. a fan. Oh, I I'm a fan. It if the rice wasn't so... Sushi, I never... I always order too much and I always finish it all. I just... It's so good. <laughs> I get like, oh, we'll do one of these rolls. Well, I'm hungry, so we're going to do another one. We ordered... Bottoms. Right. We ordered so many rolls... That Jen forgot she ordered certain rolls, oh. and now it's like oh. stuff just coming out. Just but keeps uh, coming. You're like, yep, keep going. Give me the soy going. sauce. Give me the wasabi. Give me the soy. Give me the wasabi. I need more, more wasabi. Oh, you mix oh. the soy with the wasabi. <laughs> yeah, it was this cool place called uh, Kushiyu, and it's in uh, the Triple Boulevard here in Tarzana. But uh, we sat at the uh, the sushi counter with the uh, the bar. And, uh, you know, they're cooking in front of us. The guy in front of us that was cooking, the chef, was so cool. And he was, like, chatting with us. And, you oh, know, the place do. is packed. And we got a seat, like, right there and, and uh, gave us some free oranges. And always a good spot, man. But I, I was curious if you like sushi, too, because uh, it's one of those things in regions such as ours, the temperate climate, and access to water. Sushi is very... Uh, it's like in LA. It's it's you can get good sushi anywhere. You can go oh. to like a grocery store. It's like a guy cutting his fingers off. I mean, serving sushi. <laughs> what? No, man. There's uh there's sushi like everywhere. Uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. It's just everywhere. Every little shopping center you see, there's a little sushi restaurant or a big one, and it's amazing. And yeah, I always go just like you. Order way too much, and you know I learned this when you mix. The soy sauce and the wasab yes. together, that's like a, a faux pas. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to take a little bit of wasabi, put it on the sushi, and then dip it in the soy. Oh, really? Mix it. Yeah, that's like – That's like an American thing? That's like a fat – I need to get as much fat in my mouth as I can? Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's like American. You're not like respecting the ingredients. And we're just like, ah, just throw it all together in a big pile. And did you know the rice? You should never, you know, when you get like a bowl of rice, if you get like, this is more if you get a, like a cooked meal as opposed to sushi. But if you have to get rice as a dish, you should never like really eat that with, uh, you know, just put your chopsticks there and start eating it. It's meant to be dipped like uh, you take whatever you're eating, like chicken or sushi, whatever, um, beef. And you kind of just lay it on the rice and kind of dabble it and then eat it so there's a little bit of rice stuck to the meal. You're not supposed to eat the rice. If you eat the rice plain, it's like somebody – the equivalent from what I was told of somebody eating like uh, – like you get a condiment of ketchup at a restaurant and you're like eating that like straight. Like it's meant to be like dipped in. But even oh, though you can no eat rice way. plain. And there are dishes that are meant to, to eat rice plain. But when you get it as like a side dish with something, it's meant to be – Oh my! It's weird. God. I would never think that. I still think it's fine to eat the rice, but that's kind of what it's for. Because we, uh, when we ever go to those Benihanas, you know the, oh yeah, the hibachi. Well, at, at, yeah. to start you off before they make your main course, they make chick like fried rice with like little vegetables. Well, that and that's they like put a, it in dish. a little bowl, yeah. and then they serve it to you. You're not supposed to take then your your like steak or shrimp and dip it. In the rice and eat it. Is the fried rice the meal? Is it like the appetite? Oh, well, this is like the white rice you get as like a side dish. If it's like a fried rice that's part of it, I think that's straight up to. But if it's like a side bowl of plain white rice, that's meant for like uh, that's ketchup dip for the palate. 
Oh, dip for the palate. The palate. I had a McDonald's uh, breakfast deluxe on Saturday. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's it's basically a heart attack. I've never heard of it either. But I went to McDonald's because they have breakfast all day and I don't wake up till like 12. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go to McDonald's. And they had this thing called the breakfast deluxe. And it's like three pancakes. I only finished the pancakes. I couldn't even finish the rest. But it's called breakfast deluxe. So I, I had to get it because the marketing's phenomenal. Oh gosh! Three pancakes, a sausage patty, uh, a muffin in there, eggs, Ooh. hash Ooh. browns. Oh, I ate literally like two pancakes. I was like, I'm full. I can't eat. Yeah. I threw it out. But I thought, what fat ass orders this? Like this, this is like two thousand calories at least. Way more than that, and it's like, yeah, it's it's the regular option. Right. It's, it's standard be for a family. It's like a fam that could feed a family. Oh yeah. You get the pancakes, you get the patty, you get the muffin, you, you get the egg. I'll I don't know coffee. if it would take really for the amount of food they gave you. Maybe like you and I on a really hungover morning where we're starving yeah, might be able to yeah. like finish it. And yeah. then we'd be like, oh, I feel like shit afterwards. Like it was right. so much. It was disgusting. <sighs> and it's called the deluxe, meaning like it's a surprise. You're getting something extra. The deluxe. Deluxe. No, this is like a uh, deluxe hospital bay after I get a double coronary and a bypass after I eat two of these. How we doing, Alabama? How we doing in here, Memphis, Mississippi? All right, everybody. Tweet us at the podcastle, at the underscore podcastle. I am Matthew Clark with Jonathan Hassinger saying good night. See ya. Godspeed. We touch, I feel a rush We clutch, it isn't much But it's enough to make me wonder what's in store for us It's lust, it's torturous You must be a sorceress Cause you just did the impossible Gain my trust Don't play games, it'll be dangerous If you fuck me over